talk about gambling and it's <laughs> evolving into a little bit more than that I guess as it was pointed out to me yesterday I had a meeting with someone who's going to be on the show who is going to give you guys so much value I'm so excited we're not going to you're not going to get to meet him till ne- next year the new year but he's he's pretty uh pretty helpful pretty smart guy but he said oh yeah I was listening he's like everyday people need to listen to this stuff and I did somewhere along the way kind of transition once I started understanding that some of my friends were listening or people that maybe didn't struggle with gambling addiction were starting to pay attention. So, yeah, absolutely. If there's practices that you hear on here and you're not a, a gambling addict or even, you know, substance abuse or whatever, the things that I talk about are about making us feel good and, and live our best lives and survive. I had an uncle that I called the other day and he says, how you doing? And and when I worked at my last company, we used to say, live in the dream. That was, it was kind of sarcasm for like, you know, just doing the best I can. I'm here, whatever. And I answered him that way. And he's like, you know, out of all the people that I've met, that's probably the most true. And that's what I want for all of you guys. So I'm sharing that with you because it's on my brain and because I didn't do my miracle Uh, dream miracle life homework this morning yet so I can't speak to what I learned today so I'll have to share that with you tomorrow the other things that I wanted to mention before I get into the reading is I have a couple little milestones that I'm pretty proud of and excited of the first would be I made my first TikTok video that's like how you're supposed to do it. Like I used a filter and I was silly and I even kind of tried to dance. So that's a big accomplishment because that's on my 2021 like New Year's resolution. Get it done list is to figure out how to be a TikTok person. The second thing I did that I'm pretty proud of is I made the first prime rib I've ever made. Every year for Christmas that I go to Denver, my cousin's husband makes amazing prime rib and crab cakes and all kinds of good stuff. But I've never been brave enough to try it myself. And I was always afraid, like, how the hell do you get the middle of the meat so pink? And um, when I went to, (laughs) this is the universe, right? Delivery. So I followed a recipe that seemed the most like my cousin's husband's. And I had run some errands yesterday and I was at one specific place in this little plaza to pick up some medicine. And I say to myself, like, oh, I should really get a meat thermometer. And then I I literally say it out loud. I'm like, I am not going in a retail store this close to Christmas. Well, in the I look up and the store right next door to the store I was in was a kitchen cooking kind of store. So I bought my first meat thermometer as well. <laughs> and uh, the the prime rib came out amazing. And even though I hadn't eaten a whole lot of food last till like saving up for last night, thinking I would be super hungry, I really wasn't. I only ate about, I don't know, some trimmings as I was 
cutting it and stuff. So I will be eating my first ever home-cooked prime rib today. And lastly, I, according to two different apps on my phone, it was either yesterday or today, but I am officially one year without alcohol. And that's... um. It's mind-blowing to me, quite honestly. You know how I feel about it. I'm still not convinced I quit forever. Although it just doesn't it doesn't seem logical to, to stop stopping. How's that for words? So we'll see where that takes us. But hitting the year mark is, was pretty like a pretty good goal. And I think I've shared with you that I got that from someone else on the Asia trip and she celebrated her year and her year was her goal. It wasn't because she thought that she was an alcoholic, just that, you know, she had family that were drinkers and she was just trying to do the right thing. And then when she hit her year, she didn't think she would drink either. And I don't think she is still. So yeah, if it's a blessing and I don't drink, I'm okay with that. All right. How about today's reading? It's the 15th, right? Oh, geez, we got a quote from Albert Einstein. The most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. We've been hurt more than once in our lives, and more than once we've wondered, why me? We may have also wondered why a person we trusted could hurt us so, or why someone else behaves the way they do. We may wonder, when will it all stop? And we won't be hurt, puzzled, or caught unaware anymore. Only God knows the answers to those questions, and we can choose to let God take care of us while we embrace the mystery of our lives. It's enough, to t- it's enough of a task to just live each day to the fullest without also trying to figure out things we're not able to know. In many ways, we're lucky. We're alive. We aren't starving. We found a recovery program that helps us rebuild our lives, and we have survived the trials of life so far. What more could we ask for? Now our task is to enjoy, to grow more fully, to to grow more fully, fully human, to explore the mysterious, not to take it apart and know it, but to enjoy God's work. Today, let me accept what I can't understand. (laughs) There's two things that, before I get into the like deepness of this, um, (laughs) two things happened yesterday. So yesterday was Monday and one of my friends had went away for the weekend and said, that he was having R&R and um, I texted him good morning, you know, like, hey, I hope you have a good week now that you're caught up on your R&R. And he's like, I woke up this morning, so that's a good start. So case in point, right? Like he was just grateful he woke up and yeah, he'll get through another day. And he's he's probably one of the most chill people I've ever met. And I still don't know how he does it. And I'm really happy he's in my life because he teaches me perspective and chilling out as well. Especially when he says thoughtful things like that that are like, oh, yeah, why don't I why don't I stop taking waking up for granted? It it's, sounds so logical, but it's not necessarily on the forefront of my mind. And then the other is the other thing. We we wondered how a person we trusted could hurt us or behave the way they do. So I had made a request yesterday for in inside our little um, gambling, we call it the thread, our, our communication device. So when we have, there's, there's meetings three nights a week and I have not been good at them 
at getting to them with the center of problem gambling since I started. First, it was with a, a coach I started with in May, and it was like the times just aligned up with the meeting. So I haven't been as good about going. However, I still do try to get in. And one of one of the times it seems like it occurs to me and in the spirit of multitasking, I could still get it done is like if I'm in the car. So I go to jump in on on the days that it occurs to me and the way that they were putting the information about how to log in, it was very manual. Like I'd have to go into the Zoom app and then put in the ID. And obviously I can't do all that when I'm driving. Sure, I could pull over, but it, it could be done simpler. There's a way to put Zoom in there that you just click the link and it takes you where you need to go. And I asked in the group yesterday, I was like, hey guys, is there any way you could present this this way? And here's why. And I gave them an example. And someone who, yes, is part of the conversation because they're in the room, but not really who I was talking to. Like I literally put two people's names in there and asked them for help specifically. And this other fella decides he has to say something like, well, geez, I don't know why this is important. Everybody has, I don't know why anybody couldn't find two minutes to jump, you know, to go through the process and jump on. And, you know, I try to leave my attitude at the door So I did not respond in there. And uh, later I was talking to my counselor because what's happening is our our Monday night group is kind of switching formats and one of the counselors is leaving. So I was like, hey, are you stopping in tonight? And um, I said, I may or may not tell this person off. And I was kind of, you know, when I'm texting it, when I'm texting it, you can't tell my tone. So it's half being silly, but I, I didn't really think I'd say anything. I guess it would have depended on how the night went. If I could have done it in a productive way, I might have. But the problem is I've, I've invested a lot of time and energy into this person's recovery. I feel like they just got to figure it out. Like It's just one of those people that you can only tell things so many times. And there's not a lot of purpose, but it's also about my own behavior. Do I want to be a dick? Do I want to be looking for uh, a fight, you know, or drama or whatever? Like, that's what addicts do. That's having my attitude on. So I did not confront him. And when I ended up talking to the counselor about it, you know, she pointed out to me, too, that it's about perspective. You know, if he thinks that because he's not, his schedule looks nothing like mine, right? Like I am working most days from very early to very late. He's not working. I live alone. He lives with his mom. You know, like we just have different responsibilities and different ways of life. And I think what what frustrates me is like it wasn't his sandbox to play in. And that's another lesson that we can learn is, I know I'm totally deviating from the reading, but these two things did show up for me. But when it's not your sandbox, don't look for trouble just to look for trouble. I'm allowed to say that because that's the way I feel about it. And I don't like being on this side of it. And I don't like I don't like it when I get my snarly face on. Oh, and and that's another thing. 
another thing that could have got my snarly face on yesterday was a client told me that they're thinking of leaving. And I know that it was provoked from the evil coach. And when I was giving my, my partners the update, I was just like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Like we call him slippery fish. Now slippery fish can do what he wants, but if it wasn't without him, I wouldn't have met either one of the people I was talking to. So it's all good. All right. So what was the point of this reading? I know Bobby's in a rambling mode here. So we got to trust the mystery of our lives. That's what it's saying. Instead of trying to always have the answers. It's about appreciation. Help me accept what I can't understand. And we're not going to always understand everything. I always felt... Well, this happens a lot at the center, too. There'll be perspectives that I'll get from someone in group. And uh, there's usually more to the story. I might not know everything that's going on with them. And I might be like, what the what the heck? Why is it this way? And I've, you know, I found out that circumstances aren't always as they see. This also was something at my job. You know, decisions would come out and you'd be like, what are they thinking? Now, sometimes, sometimes maybe they were right, the right decisions and sometimes they weren't, but you had to kind of trust. Like if they're, if they're going to, um, merge with another company or there's things coming down the pipeline, big programs that are being worked on, you just don't always have all the information and it's the same way in life. So let's not, why worry about the stuff that we don't have all the answers to anyway. Like in the case of work, I should have just embraced whenever something like that happened. I don't need to know the answers. It always, it always cracked me up too, like with job announcements. And I'm sorry, I'm putting this into a language that I can understand. But with job announcements, they wouldn't tell you who picked, oh, it's not announced yet, or oh, we can't disclose, whatever. And I finally got to a point in my career that I'm like, well, once the person gets the job, everybody will know they have the job. It's like almost like the thrill of the secret to get worked up about. Like when you don't know you're interested. But then once it happens, it's really not all that interesting. That's kind of my perspective on that. So I think this is I think this is a faith, spiritual kind of reading. And I also see that it goes back to gratitude. Accept what I can't understand. No need to, no need to get crazy about it. Like our task is, I love this. Now our task is to enjoy, to grow more fully human, to explore the mysterious, not to take it apart and know it, but to enjoy it. And that's, that's a lot of what I stand for. I want us to enjoy life. I want us to have fun. I want us to have our best life. So I kind of like that reading. So happy one year, no booze to me. Happy Tuesday or whenever you're listening to you. I hope that you guys have a swell day and I'll be thinking of you and sending lots of love and we'll talk tomorrow.